You're listening to Seeing the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made. Probably for good reason. This week, we are doing a British classic, Kez. Filmed in 1969 and directed by Ken Loach, starring David Bradley. And, as ever, alongside me, three men down on their luck with no hope or positive outlook on the world. I've got Al, I've got Joe, I've got John. Welcome back, guys. As you know, each episode, we have got 30 minutes to talk about the film. We've got to come up with a sequel. We've got to do a cast. We've got to work out who's going to direct it. And someone at the end has to do the all-important pitch. Well, it's no secret that this is uh, one of my favourite films, so I'll try not to dominate the whole podcast. Nevertheless, I know some of you might have watched this for the first time. Kez, a British institution. Who wants to go first on this? Al, Kez. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not one of my favourite films, but I do agree with you. I think it's a, a British classic. Um, I saw it when I was about 18 for the first time. I've watched it a, a few times, not 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 a lot. Um, British classic by a class British director. You know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, it, 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 he he speaks to me. You know, I'm, I'm a Tory hater. He's a, he's a fist in the air for the working classes all the time. Literally, you know, on the poster of I, Daniel Blake, which I thought was outstanding film, you know, his most recent. And... Um, yeah, Kez is him at his, at his rawest, isn't it? You know, um, fantastic watching it again, really, just for a sort of... It's almost like he knew it was going to be a time capsule. Do you know what I mean? He knew... like I don't, it, It's almost like he knew that's what the gift it would be. To even see, like, the Chippy or the Milkman or, you know, obviously the school. Um, just that, that one, you know, wonderful story of um, of escape when there's no options or options for escape. So, yeah, you know... Got got all the time in the world for Kez. Really have nice one, man. John. Um, yeah. Uh, similarly, uh, I think I saw this for the first time at uni doing film studies. I mean, you have to watch it at uni doing film studies because it's Kez, and you're at uni doing film studies. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else there is to say, but I mean, it is a genuine classic. I mean, there's nothing that we're going to say that hasn't been written about it already. I mean, it's got a lot of words written about this film. If you're, if you're, if you're interested in film and you're British, you've probably, you've probably seen it. Um, I think the thing How's it stand of, up to you, John? How's it stand up now? Um, it stands up really well as, as a, as a piece of social commentary. I mean, uh, I think I think on a technical level, which is not always the bits of films I'm interested in, but the acting really stood out as just outrageously good this time. Just just so real. Like it doesn't feel like you're watching a film, really. Like no one's overacting. Everyone just feels um it doesn't feel Hollywood at all, which of of course it's not. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't have that like shine to the acting, you know. Um like they don't feel like they've been like at through acting school and whatever. Um but yeah, the social commentary bit's interesting. Like, you know, um, what is it? Barnsley and like everything that's important to this working class town, like sport, religion and booze, basically. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I was thinking this time, like maybe like the whole film, like maybe the, you know, spoiler, like Kez getting killed by his dickhead older brother and Bind. Um, the most brutal, brutal, evil act of, of a villain ever on film to me is just... And you well, know, and you know like, a comeuppance won't really ever exist. Do you no, know what I mean? No, that's, what, that's, that's what makes it, you know, that's yeah. what makes it real. And I was thinking maybe, like, maybe that's about, like, 
the reality of these people's lives is so awful. Well, not awful, that's, that's the wrong word, but so difficult and so hard that um, the reality of living in that world is that the people there turn against each other. And so how can they ever really get themselves out of this situation or hope for something better because they become their own worst enemies based on their environment? Um, which, you know, when I was... 20 watching it on the crappy little CRT screen at uni I wasn't really thinking about that I was just uh just waiting to go and get pissed after it finished. <laughs> 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 right, well lovely beautifully put mate really really nice from the heart as well Joe from the heart Kez not much action in it is it um no I agree with John the acting is is outstanding um what's the kid called what's the young actor Billy Billy Casper He's Billy, well, Billy, Billy Casper, but yeah, he he was um, he was excellent. David Bradley, David, David Bradley, David Bradley, yeah, yeah, excellent performance by him. Um, excellent performance by the little boy who uh, who agrees to take the cigarettes. That's the best. That's well up there. That and you know his tears Jesus. are like Jesus. His so tears. Per- well, we'll come t- on to that. So we'll perfectly subtle, aren't they? You know, uh, what I mean, yeah. un- un- unbelievable little performance from him. Um. Uh, it's not for me, this film. It's fucking miserable. Um, it's it's everything that I hate about British cinema. Like, just fucking bleak. <laughs> bleak. Fuck. I mean, look at the tagline on this fucking film. They beat it's him. <laughs> they deprived him. They ridiculed him. It's just like, oh my God. This is going to be so depressing, isn't Can it? Can I just point out here that, that Joe is actually suffering with a first-class degree hangover and we're recording this on a Saturday morning and we're waking up to the brutal reality of Kez. So, you know, you, if you, you know, say something positive about it, mate. Joe, Joe said... I did, I already said something, I already said something positive, which was the performances are, are excellent. It's very, very... Very, he likes you know, the acting of that kid who was in it for one minute. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe sent me a text midweek um, about three or four days ago. And I was just like, I knew where he wanted to go with the conversation. But I, didn't, 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 I, I just didn't engage. You know what he sent me? He sent me in, just in a text. Kez. That's all it said. That's all I had to say. And I, and I knew what he was thinking straight away. I was like, that is just, I'm, not, I'm not engaging with this. I, can't, I haven't got time and I know where you're going. All right. Well, look, I, here you go. I'm going to put in my two pennies now. This film, I'd argue, is one of the most important British films ever made. I don't think that's, that's in anyone's question, really. But I think what this film does is it resonates. I didn't grow up in Barnsley. I don't know what it was like living there at all. But through that film and through the performances in it, it really got and gets under my skin and it opened up this whole world of kitchen sink drama that I didn't know. I mean, you become mildly obsessive with certain cult films. I did it with The Wicker Man as well, but even to the point the soundtrack is stunningly beautiful and innocent and the performances, a lot of them are just, they're not actors. They were just kids from school just pulled in, you know, as, as extras. The, the bit we're talking about when he's crying and the caning scene, the first time they shot that, Loach said cut so they didn't get caned. The second time they shot that, they he caned them. Those are real tears. That's real pain that they're wouldn't experiencing. Really, wouldn't really get away with that these days. Would you, you wouldn't. But it's, it's in the same way at the end when um, David Bradley was having to record the final scene of Kez, Ken Loach told him, yeah, we had to kill a Kestrel. So when he's picking up that bird, he genuinely thinks that's Kez and he's absolutely 
gutted. It turns out that the RSPB had brought in a dead Kestrel in the morning. They used two for the film. And um, again, he, at the end, after he chopped the film, he said, I'm really sorry, that isn't, that isn't the Kestrel. So this, this real, you, you wouldn't get away with that. And he never acted again. No. <laughs> he definitely didn't, did he? No, but, I know what I mean, you mean, though. The inter- like, if you think of someone like Shane Meadows, there has to be a heavy influence there as well and stuff oh, like that. I'm, I'm down um, You know, and with the, start, with, the, with the open auditioning, that kind of thing... Um, um, but I'm going back to the style, the style of it, and looking at Loach generally. I think he almost deliberately strips down any stylization. So you know, like this film ends quite on a sudden. F- he's just burying him, and it suddenly fades out, and that's it. You're done. Story yeah. told. I, Daniel Blake, you fast forward 40 years or whatever it is, even 50 years, whatever it is, and I, Daniel Blake, does exactly the same thing. It's almost like he's like, I'm not. I'm. I'm so. I'm so. Um, determined to say what to tell this story and say what I want to say that I'm not going to dress it in any way no, apart from apart from apart from just shooting it do you know what I mean well, well exactly. yeah well and it's also that like that they're they're real stories they're not filmic stories they're like not everything just has this happy ending like in Hollywood and la dee da five minutes before the end everything's gone to shit but actually one minute before the end everyone loves each other again like that's not these films are uh, windows into reality. They're not escapist sort of pieces of distraction. No, the characters are so visceral that ex- exactly. I mean, let's face it. Billy never gets a break in this film at all, and then his brother kills his Kestrel. The end. The- Brutal. But the-, the the thing, what it is, it allows you to latch on to real characterizations. Especially, I love the working man club scene where you get that insight. It's, it's like you're there. And to me, that's, that's the best of cinema. If I can buy in and really grapple with something, even if I'm not from that background, but I can relate to it, that that's, to me is just is absolutely everything. So no wonder it's, it's held in such high regard. Well, nevertheless, it, it, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure people might have thought of sequels before, but here we are and seen the sequel, about to attempt the impossible. We have got to do Kez 2, The Return. He was, she wasn't dead after all. Who wants to uh, kick things off? Joe, you look like a prime candidate for Kez 2. You're yeah. full of enthusiasm and love for this film. Sure, what you got? sure. Um, we set it in the 80s, the beginning of, uh, you know, mine. Uh, was that when they shut the mines, the 80s? Yeah, the 80s? Scargill, yeah. Well, yeah. Late 70s. Late yeah, 70s. there you go. Said it then. Uh, it's miserable as fuck. Uh, <laughs> his brother killed him. I think he should go and kill Thatcher. Um, <laughs> so, 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 so. <laughs> I, no, I, I think there's two ways we go with it. We've got, we've got either serious or not, or or f- not serious. So, my it seri- will have to be one of those two. <laughs> yeah. like, like by definition. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's the third option? You're so um, deep, pal. Yeah, You're yeah. so deep. So yeah, either on. we go like Brexit Britain. He goes back to Bra- uh, Brad. Um, Barnsley and um, digs up the remains of Kez and, or like, you know, finds another bird and it's an adult version of um, of Casper and we and we do it like that. Or we go for like Kez Resurrection. Yeah, and, uh, the and, Revenge. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be up for that. I'm not going to let you do and he, it. And he, and he, not, as an, it's and not on my watch. And he, and he goes back, digs up the remains with through science, um, resurrects Kez. 
um, and, goes, science. and goes through science. Uh, I love that. And, and 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 goes after fucking Judd, who's now the prime minister. So you're basically <laughs> telling me you're going to fucking de-age Kez? Yeah. Well, no, I, he'll, I, no, he'll, be, he'll be part machine. He'll be right, like yeah. it's like a Darth Vader kind of thing. Yeah. And, no, um, this isn't jo- too far. I've got two on the probably. I reckon they're probably on the less serious side. So it's not called Kez Resurrection or whatever. It's called Kez, but with a Z. Right, I like that. And, I like that. And, and, and it's, it's about a robot Kestrel that flies around looking for older brothers who have been absolute twats to the younger brothers, and he takes them out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and can we have revenge in the title of this film as well? So it's like Kez's revenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah, we can. Ask no, but that. I think I, I think Kez with a Z is quite. Um, yeah. That resonates to me. That'll talk to yeah. the kid, the kids well, of today. Because well, yeah, well, I sure. also had it Kez with a Z, and it might be like about grime in some way. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, so, right, okay, well, uh, if I just might interject for one second, bear in mind, you are shitting on one of my favourite films, which is expected, and thank you. I like Joe's idea. What about if during the minor strike, um, you, you come back and you see an older Judd and an older Billy? Now, Billy it might be, um, he wasn't the most academic kid, but he certainly loved wildlife to a point. So I always saw him working for either a wildlife sanctuary as well as doing another job. I knew that was going to come in. Someone, someone was going to say, now Billy's an adult running his own bird sanctuary. Well, not a bird sanctuary. <laughs> he could have a shit job because, let's face it, he, he was doing a paper round, he got no grades, and, and his only choices were factory work. So outside of his factory work, I always see or him as, as... Or mining, exactly. And that's where Judd comes in. I think that the relationship you could pick up with those two during the, 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 the Scargill years and the strike years. So therefore, they might even still be living together. Let's face it, they had no money to get out of that house. So what mm. about if their mum was dead and they were still living together and Judd had, was striking and Billy was also striking as well and it brought them together? No, I don't think Billy should have a job. I think he should be unemployed. Okay. <laughs> It's heart. It's a heartbreaking um, moment when he says, "What do you want to do?" F-? You know, and he's like, "He's like, I'm not bothered, sir. Anything will do me." And it just sums it up, doesn't it? It's just like I yeah. have. I haven't even got the ability to have amb- any ambition. Like it's not. Yeah. In, it's so my life that this world is. It doesn't provide you with that emotion. Um, and it's the mum. The, the mum was uh, Lynn Perry Ivy from Coro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ivy yeah. Brannan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that took me back a bit. Yeah. Can I just say I had one other like very small idea and it's sort of Beavis and Butthead inspired and it was just something about <laughs> fly high lesbian kestrels. <laughs> right. Anyone? Right. Lesbian kestrels flying high? Anyone? Robot ones. I don't no. get it. Because Fly High Lesbian Seagulls, and then I just thought Fly High Lesbian Kestrels. I don't know why. Just... Great name for a band, though. Okay, so... Um, so that then. So what we're thinking, so we've got de-aged Kez, science Kez, lesbian Kez, and grime Kez. Yeah, Kez, and... Kez with a Z, so that's a grime artist that goes around flying around and like doing grime raps. In the air, and and then he then swoops down, or she swoops down and kills older brothers. That or like a Ken Loach style film about the miners. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well look, look, what's the fucking point of this film? Is the, the original is so bleak. I think you you you've got to do something semi serious with this, and I think this. What do you want to get out of the film? You, are you at least some recompense between Billy and Judd? Listen, would be nice. listen, man. You wanted to do Kez. 
And now you now, now you now you sat here acting like you don't know what this podcast is. And like, and like, and like, you know, do, you know, do you know what I mean? I think I think you're, I think you're, you're gradually realising you shouldn't have done this. Like, oh no, this is a precious film to me. This, well, don't fucking bring it on here then. Yeah, right, right. I'll fucking remember this. All right. If Die Hard had never had a sequel, I would shit on it right about now. Oh, it's boring. There's no characters. I can't grip onto it. It's too happy. There's too much action. Why do they well, talk about their feelings? I, look, you, you asked for a sequel. I've given you a sequel, right? You set it in the in the minor strike ten years later. It's bleak I think that's as great. fuck. And at the end of the film, uh, you know, Billy kills himself. What do you do about the? Are you recasting though? Because obviously the, we can't. Yeah. We're, we're making yeah, it now. Yeah, set recast. Yeah, oh, oh, so, oh, oh, so it's precious to you, but you want to recast Casper straight away? Well, like, the story's <laughs> precious be? to me. Timothy Chalamet. The story. <laughs> So what are we going with here? Come on, we need we need we need some sort of Okay, let's do the miners, the miners, do the eighties. Um Great. I mean think of the soundtrack straight away. You know, it's just yeah, but we're we're making here we go, we're just making Guns and Roses. We're just making this is England now, aren't we? Think of the soundtrack straight away. It's earlier, seventies, John. So you know, specials. Okay, all right. That sort of thing. Dr. Phil. Sure sure the specials feature on the the This is England soundtrack. (laughs) Stormzy. Stormzy, but so Stormzy soundtrack, but set in the eighties. So all right. yeah, yeah, Stormzy does the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he does, he does like a Trent Reznor, like I'll do the soundtrack on this. Kudos for Trent Reznor. How about this? Kudos for- and Stormzy as Billy Casper. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, and he's, what, right? he's gender fluid. Like he's just, he's just. We're just turning the tables on everything. You've, you've just nailed it. Oh. You've just nailed it. Really? We're not going to really? do a sequel to Kez. What about we remade Kez now in uh, London in a city and it's and it is based around grime and it is based around the fact of a poor um, neighbourhood or a poor estate where a, a young gang-related kid has a kestrel and therefore, you know, you can change it all about. Judd yeah. could now be the gang and, and they sort of want to get him engaged but now he's turning to, to wildlife and loving that. That's what an about, interesting What story. about if Billy um, is a... How old would he be now? Hmm... Really old, or would he still be working? Sixties, yeah. 60. Oh, real old now. Uh, okay, well let's just, 20, say, 20. let's just let's just play on that just about. Like, let's say 20. he's a, let's say he's a headmaster, and you Billy's know, not going to be. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> Why not? And then there's some kid, and he sort of um, there's some kids with uh, no way out from you know yeah in the mean streets of London, and Ken Loach is sort of focusing on a post Brexit Britain, uh, London, and. Um, uh, the um, you know knife crime is rife. They have no way out, and he sort of helps inspire a young loner to you know get passionate about a kestrel. Love that. Love that. That is really good, man. Or just wildlife in general. And, so then, we can, and then our title is Kez with a Z. Yeah. And you know how he meets him? The young lad mugs him. I thought he was his headmaster. Right, well, no, <laughs> he, well, he, well, he's his headmaster, and then he then he fucking mugs well, him that, in well, school. That's a great. That's a great <laughs> thing. That's it. That's that. To me, is he nailed it. He could be a teacher at a school. The gang initiation could be that he has to mug the teacher, but it goes wrong. They form a bond, and they realise that the teacher loves wildlife, and he gets the kid into wildlife, and then it's about the standoff between that and the gang. That's I've, great. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, I thought you just had it. No, one more. Th- just one more tweet. <laughs> you de-age this fucker. He's not. Kill he, you. No, he's not. He's not a teacher. He's the caretaker. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So exactly. he's got he's got his smoking his rollies sort of in yeah, the shed with, with with a big with like a you know like a mucky I don't think coat. Should be, I don't think a mucky coat and a big set of keys. I don't think you should even go as far as caretaker. I think you should just be the cleaner. 
Right, yeah. just, 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 just. Go as, I don't think you should go as far as Ked. No. Yeah. One it's step down. On the, and everyone listening to this, if you're, you're one step below caretaker, if you're a cleaner. <laughs> you know, well done. Isn't it, it's, all main, it's all maintenance, isn't it? You know, it's, I think, he, I think caretaker, he spends a bit more time outside. Groundskeeper Willie style. Raking leaves, you know, he'd like, I'm just he'd happy like, Joe's he'd like in that. now. Joe's on board, fuck's sake. Let, don't, so that's a great... I, I think that's a really, really good story. I think we've come together with something great there. So he's a caretaker. So can, I, can I just ask as well, why does it have oh, to be set do. in London? That, that's well, it, that feels like the opposite of what Ken, well, it could be Kenneth, Birmingham. Could be, could Kenneth be Birmingham. Loach would <laughs> I do. I agree with that. I think it should could be, be Birmingham. Uh, somewhere in... Um, <laughs> the North. Barnsley. Some, the North. Somewhere that's been left behind and has stayed left behind. This is yes. in Barnsley. Absolutely. What's wrong with Barnsley? Post post internet post post Brexit. It's set it's set in Barnsley. What am we talking about? It's post Brexit, post um internet, high streets, boarded up, BHS is closed down. Yeah. Um that it's it's the and there are so many towns, including one I'm you know, Loughborough, that is my hometown, is beginning to look a bit like it. Um where, you know, it's just getting left behind. There's just no high street left. So that's perfect. He so Billy is now the caretaker or the, the cleaner at the school. And, you know, there's an altercation between him and this young lad because it's a gang initiation that they, he's got to mug the caretaker, but it goes wrong. They form a bond and, that you know, he's he's still looking after stray wildlife or, you know, but that's what... But in all stray wildlife. Stray, he's still looking after stray wildlife. I think maybe, maybe rather than mug him, it's like a dare to nick his fags from the shed or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be worse. Nick- it's got to be worse. It's got to be more brutal. No, but he's got to break his just- knees with a left yeah, yeah, pipe. Yeah, he's got a kneecap <laughs> Yeah, and then rape him. (laughs) 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 Okay, I'll watch it then. Okay, great. So I like that. At least least the stories come together. So let's just talk uh, a little bit about um, Carson because... It, it, Joe, just shut up, Joe. Joe, right. Jesus. <laughs> and Storm, Stormzy could be the caretaker. He could now, yes. Because no, it's 2021. Wait a minute. Yes. Cas- Billy Casper is the caretaker played by the same actor. Yes, right, so, it's, so it's Kez. David Bradley. So Kez, oh, right. so Kez um, not Kez. Uh, so, so, so set it now, is it? Sorry. It's yes, set, right. yes. Yeah. We're going to set it we're, now. We're fucking off the mind. That's where we get the, the we, we, it needs to be a statement of the times. Don't bother sending Absolutely. it in the eighties. This is Ken Loach making his statement on today. Now, like he's already done it with I Daniel Blake, but he's doing it again. Um, that's what he's always done. Yeah, that's exactly. That's always what done. he's done. So, like, um, finally, he gives in to pressure from some sort of studio to say, "Let's go into Kez again. Come on." And he's he's lasted all this time without ever succumbing to any pressure apart from doing the small films he yeah. wants to do and now he says you know what give me that fucking money I'm doing yeah. it <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that Ken Lakes has been waiting around but come on <laughs> this is finally the time for that sequel the film I've wanted to make Kez 2 my masterpiece <laughs> with Kez, a Z I love it Kez 2 Kez <laughs> how, how much do you think the first film was made for Oh, mate, absolutely peanuts, wasn't it? I, I don't, I, you know what? I just looked up David Bradley as well. He's 66. He was, he was a lot older when the film was 14 when the film was released. Mm. Did anyone find it slight, you know, I saw David Bradley's testicles a few too many times in this film. And <laughs> I just was like, oh. Al, it's real. <laughs> and Joe, it was shot for 150 grand. 150, wow. Okay, so this time I think Ken, Ken is insisting on a on a you know hundred hundred million uh, dollar <laughs> oh, budget, God. wind it in, Joe. Just make it for the same money, hundred and fifty grand. Stormzy will want more than that alone. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have Stormzy. 
listen, we just, listen. Gu- guys, we just lost Stormzy. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want from you then, this is this, let let brain kick in. I want who's going to play the lead role as the young kid in this film. Well, there's um, I, I I look into sort of the cast of. Top Boy, maybe for this. Like, um, there's the Michael Ward, who was also in one of the Small Axe films. He's an excellent actor. He can play a schoolboy. Fifteen year old, yeah. How old uh, is he? He's about. Uh, he's a, yeah, you need a young. You he's a bit. A too, he's young. a bit too old, isn't he? Yeah. Um, is this like secondary school? Yeah. Yeah. Like year ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First, first time actor, I think. I think. I'd I, say I, don't, so. I don't think first, we're going to. First time actor. Um, no, someone with yeah, no no experience acting. Where you you know kick the shit out of him before you put him on camera so that it's real tears, uh, it's real performance and and you know yeah yeah great. What about um? I think we could put a relatively known actor as the headmaster because it was such Grice was such a prevalent figure in the first film, you know. Yeah, you could do a classic English actor. I read like Davis the... from the Inbetweeners. Oh my god, I was thinking that as well. That's, oh, that's... so weird. <laughs> Greg Davis, absolutely not. Sean, Sean Pertwee, Graham Norton. <laughs> you, you know Graham Norton. You know who I actually think is quite a good actor. He's, he's, in, he's in a play at the minute, and I think um, it's Jake Wood who plays um, Max, Max Brannan. Max I was in town last night, and we walked past that. that he's, doing, he, he's doing a play with Lily Allen, right? And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a decent, decent actor, actually. And um, I like that. I, 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 I like Max Brannan for this. I think. I like, <laughs> can mate. we? Can we have uh, like? Because you know the football scene in the original is really good, and the the, the, oh, the, the sports teacher was yeah. utter twat. Brian Glover. Um, what a you say there's no life characters. Say that again, John. We can have Roy Keane as the PE teacher. Sure, that's a great shout. Yeah, love that. Lovely. So you know, coming together. Okay, good. I think I can't believe you know who Roy Keane is. He plays. He plays football for a football team. He did. I used to. Well, Roy Roy Keane. Keane Branning's in. Um, Max Branning, Roy Keane. Yeah, you say there's no larger than life characters. The 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 PE teacher's pretty. they're all larger than life characters in this When he film. does well, that dive in the box. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's very, very funny when he's cheating. He's like, hey, you're <laughs> He's like, and he's, I love it the way he's the ref and he's playing. He's yeah. like, <laughs> it's just so funny the way he's like, penalty, because so <laughs> Then he's like, you get off. <laughs> and there's just sends him off, the, yeah. the sound design's really good because, you know, like, then it'll cut to Casper swinging on the goalpost and you can just hear really faintly in Brian Glover, like, Get off those pass. <laughs> Get off like, in, 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 in the in the distance. And then the, in the distance there's a lad like, you never send the other lads off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I, I love it. The way the way lo- it cuts between loud and quiet is like, you know. Yeah. I love it at the start of that game as well. It's like it's Manchester United versus Tottenham Hotspur. Like and it, like like you know, like we used to do when we were like ten years old, like yeah. pretends that we were these teams. Well, you it, know it's, Tim- it's a, I was just gonna say it's an important little thing because that's you know, it's really well included because that, you know, it particularly for the North, that's why Liverpool and Man United are like the biggest teams in the country. Like what football has been for the working classes, you know, and it's, and even just having the the little scoreboard keep on coming up, we just watched the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? great, isn't it? <laughs> I'll tell you one thing as well quickly, when Kez, as it will come to no surprise to anyone, when it was exported to the American market, they went, what are they saying? It had to be redubbed. And even when it was redubbed, they still didn't understand it. Okay, so I like the fact we've got a cast that's come together. Let's talk title. Well, in their defence, I barely understood 
you know, some well, that's, of it. That's, that's, classic, that's, that's, classic. Thank you. thank you, Joe. Thanks for that. Lovely. Southern fairy. <laughs> but, I think, but I think that's actually, that's such, that's not a negative though, is it? Because, because on a film like this, where you're supposed to, where it is supposed to be like a look in at, a, at another world for something, yeah, if you're not from that world, then, then there will be things that you'd not necessarily understand. So that element of confusion is part of the white, the fabric of an outsider yeah, looking it, at this. It doesn't compromise itself it doesn't uh make any apologies it but I, I didn't mean it in a bad way i just mean there there is quite a lot of dialogue that is you know hard to hard yeah, yeah, to yeah. hear for sure for sure mate I, I i totally agree with you what's this film called cares with a z are we gonna go for it are we yeah I, I uh, bur- so. a burning z like zorro a bird because it's the mine so it's the putting coal in it or something yeah, yeah. mines are closed baby <laughs> I think that's who, okay director Loach Loach, Loach has got to be Loach, back Loach is back alright so there we go um, I'm going to suggest something and I think you know what's coming I don't who's going to do the pitch do you want to do it? Uh, do it to be yeah, honest. I do want to do this film. Yeah, oh, why, why ask? Guys, who wants to do it? As, 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 Curry, as Curry switches all of our mics off, he says, he, says, he says he wants to do the pit. We should constantly interrupt him. <laughs> all right. So it's 20... Wait a minute. Ow, do I need sound effects for this? So I think... Um, you, over uh, over the opening logo, whatever it is, he's going to distribute. No, yeah, I, I just I just say sort of like, you know, In it'll be it'll just no, it'll just be like a like wind against a microphone, like it's ro- like you know what I mean, like the sounds. Bit fucked. Yeah, like it's just like I'm at a sound man in a field in the the rain. Thick Barnsley (laughs) Midlands accent, please. All right, listen, I'm going to go for it. Field. I'm going to go for it. Aye, it's 2021. The film opens uh, with a group of lads running across a school field, and in the distance, you see a guy shuffling and picking up litter that they've just dropped (laughs) casually, and they're swearing at him, and he is absolutely (laughs) hounded by this group of lads. Camera turns, guy looks up, and it's an older Billy Casper trudging along at the side of the school, picking up litter. Well, the kids spot a weakness in this, and over the period, like the first 10 minutes, you'll sort of see flashbacks to them sort of bullying him, and one kid in particular is going to get initiated into this gang if he goes and does something against him, mugs him, steals his fags, whatever. So they set it up for one night after school, and the gang's like, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. The school's locking up. Billy's just uh, finished his cleaning round, comes back, and the kid's broken into Billy's office and nicked a load of stuff, money, fags, and he's turned the whole thing upside down. But in his panic, he's left behind something which identifies him, either his wallet or that. So now Billy has to go and confront this kid. Confronts his kid, and there's a bit of a standoff, but he said, look, you know, I see in you what I saw in me, that a kid with absolutely no hope, no future, because you, you, the wider image of this is the gangs in the city, you know, absolute uh, poverty line, post-Brexit, really hard on their luck, not much business coming in. What hope does a kid have now? The same as what hope did a kid have then? Anyway, they form a bond in this because Billy is now looking after, where well, he's had cares before he's <laughs> 
He hasn't got, he hasn't got a fleet of kestrels. He is, uh, essentially, he loves wildlife, and that's what he realises. When he's part-time, he's still living at the same house. His mum's dead. Uh, Judd has moved out and is in a very unhappy marriage uh, with kids. Uh, rightfully so, getting absolutely hounded by his wife. Um, and Billy is now set up in his Why, why is that rightful? Rightly so. We didn't Shut discuss up, this bit. Brilliant. Great. <laughs> so also, background- also, can I just... Sorry, I'm sorry, James, to say this, but if you, I- you know you're supposed to pitch what we've just discussed. I am. Yeah, but we discussed. <laughs> fuck all. So I'm just trying Where's to elaborate. Where's Stormzy? So listen, shut up. So, so Billy's got a little um, nests, hutches in his back garden, and through the, the kid, they form a bond. Nest and, kid, nest and hutches. You did an accidental partridge as well. You went, Essentially, he just loves wildlife. <laughs> so, <laughs> shut up. The point is, uh, Billy, through their friendship, Billy spots a new kestrel nest. And he says to this guy one night, look, you, you've got to come and have a look. And, and he gives him uh, a kestrel. And now it's this kid against the world and the kestrel. But the gang have noticed that the kid is now sort of being friends with Billy. And there's a separation. And the whole story is climaxing in the fact that uh, Billy uh, needs to look after this kid because this kid is now in real trouble with this gang. The gang are going after uh, the kid's kestrel. And it's all coming to one big <laughs> climax at the end. The point of this film will be, unlike Kez, the kid gets a break and is spotted by someone who works in the wildlife at one of these fairs or something and offers him a job. And that, my friends, is how you wind up Kez. Kez 2, the return. But there is hope at the end of it. What do you think of that? You went well, Rogue, mate. You went well fucking rogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like you wrote it before the podcast and then we spoke about it and it's ignored that and, and, and then, then, then you wrote yesterday. It, yeah. Also, it sounded like it was going a bit Gran Torino there for a little bit. It's like, you know, he has to step in and with Kez and, you know, take out this gang to help this kid. No, that's not what I mean. It's not like you're going to get Kez flying in the wings, but dive bombing them, is it? It's like, come on, Kez, come on, lass. Is there a chase scene where like loads of kids are chasing Kez? Because I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, put, oh yeah, many, yeah. In fact, many, take, oh right. Great. Many, many chase sequences. <laughs> the gang work out that they can all have their own cares, and there's a big cares off in the air with Kestrels fighting each other and the gang fighting each other underneath. Yeah, brilliant. Wow, you've shown respect to the film that you love there. Thank you. And very then much. End, 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 end credits, we just squeeze in a stormy track. There you go, guys. Well, look, I know that was self indulgent. Don't care, it's my birthday, and I love Kes. Thank you very much, guys, on the podcast for humouring me and uh, doing that. Uh, I know it's uh, Joe's favourite there, so we, we look forward to the next one. I'm just going to pick gritty films from now on. Anyway, Kes is a national treasure. What would you have done? Uh, if you could rate us five stars, that'd be great. But if we see you on the next time, that'd be even better. Take care, guys. Cheers. <laughs>